And you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, so uh, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today on Interview Under Fire. Uh, big month up ahead for you guys. Um, how's your mind been lately? Like, you know, with this pandemic and everything, and how have things been for you and your band? How long have you guys been on lockdown? Yeah, trying to hold it together. We're, um, you know, we, we had some some kind of roadblocks along the way, considering, um, you know, all, like cancellations and and a lot of uncertainty in the uh, the industry. But we're we're holding together fine. We're all just trying to stay busy and um, check on the guys every once in a while when I get a chance and. Um, mostly just kind of been trying to reconnect with being home and, and do stuff around here and get some stuff done. That's been kind of long overdue it, in the personal life, you know? Yeah. So being stuck at home, you know, like we all are, how are you keeping up with your vocals? Do you live in a place where you can just, you know, crank the volume up and just do whatever you want or <laughs> you don't want to scare the neighbors or anything like that? Yeah, kind of. I, when we're, when we're not touring, I usually kind of take it easy. You know, I'll like, okay. I'll sing something along in the car or maybe I'll like practice. Um, I, I'll practice singing much more than I'll practice screaming when we're in a home setting because usually we get to, um, I, I've just screamed for so long that I'm, I'm confident that it's going to like stay there. But singing, I feel like I have to stay on top of more because I, I, you know, I start to kind of like get rusty, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I'm going to speak for the fan aspect of me because you got your you got your highs and you got your vocals, but uh, like your, your cleans. And then you have your lows, which I think you just absolutely nailed. You know, you don't want to like, like, of course, you don't want to scare the neighbors, like saying how progressive, like your, your vocals have been. <laughs> so, but that, but that's good. You're staying on top of that. Anything like new you've discovered about yourself? Like, does this pandemic open up new things for you personally and artistically? Maybe you have not noticed before. And you were technically two months into this whole thing right now. Yeah, we're still navigating. Um, we're doing like a little project in our, our downstairs where uh, we're like tearing apart our living room. And um, it's like an extra living room with like yeah. a little side room and it's like own bathroom. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of section it off and, and re remodel it. And then I'm going to move down there instead of being in this room. And so like, okay. you know, I having to do a lot of stuff with my hands now, measure things and, uh, you know, my dad's a carpenter, so I remember a lot of it. I kind of retained as much as I could, but you know, I I was a little worried about like going in on this project. Just me and my mom are down there, kind of doing it, and uh, yeah, you know, it's actually not going so bad. We're you know making some progress. I'm like, oh, this this is not this is not that bad. So I my mind is on like kind of other things right now too, along with like getting the the record going and and trying to promote that as much as possible. It's just it's a busy time, and it's kind of funny that it, it has like nothing to do with, with the band or vocals or anything you know but but sometimes that's a good thing it's a good way to you know just uh take a step back and maybe just focus on something else that can maybe improve yourself you know uh you know a lot, a lot of the uh yeah. one of the common things that i hear from uh musicians and artists like yourself is cooking it ha how has that been have you been involved in that also 
Honestly, dude, yeah. I've been doing we so me and my girlfriend will like um we don't cook too much, you know, like we we cook when we can. Like we'll make breakfast or something. Um dinner's a little difficult cuz like we both are like kind of in like big shared households and stuff. Yeah. So um but we've been we've been baking and uh we made some cookies <laughs> the other day and uh they're pretty sweet. We're uh doing little hand projects like these little guys are, like resin casting <laughs> old coasters and awesome. stuff and making them into like more permanent uh more permanent coasters and stuff just yeah doing a lot of stuff with like the hands trying to just make things and and just do little projects for fun so you know we don't go insane what's on the menu today i don't know i just made uh <laughs> i don't know, i just had a, a a ham sandwich with on on toast with some some lettuce nothing crazy nothing crazy today i don't I don't feel like cooking today, honestly. <laughs> I was thinking like maybe, you know, uh, a lot of these artists also are going like live and stuff like that with to engage with fans. I don't know. Maybe it's something to come like uh, cooking with Brian. Come on. Uh, Instagram live and all the fans. Cooking be just with Brian. <laughs> just an idea just to yeah. throw out I was, there. I was thinking about streaming. Yeah. Some kind, of, some kind of streaming project I feel like would be fun. Like, uh, I, I, you know, I literally just downloaded um, OBS right now. Which is okay. Just like, um, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know how much you know about like that kind of world, but I I have heard that it's like the one of the more simple kind of things to you know record you know like screen capture stuff. I don't have a capture yeah. card or anything, but you know one step at a time. Just try no. to learn like the software and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. My uh, my older brother is actually a vocalist. He plays in like a few few bands up in Oklahoma, and uh, there's just so much there's so much for him to you know uh, get his hands on and all these software just. It's it's a good way to actually just keep engaged, you know. I'm glad you're doing that. It's you know it's it's pretty challenging for us to find something to do during this time, considering how the digital age, everything you can just kind of just, it's so easy to stay busy nowadays. Your home is like, oh, now what, you know? And it's it's uh, it's a good thing to be productive, and if you can find a way to do that, it's that's a really good way to go. Um, so before we go into the live streaming, yeah. um, I wanted to talk about the way it ends for a little bit. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit more, but has, you know, there's been some bands, you know, like Lamb of God, Enslaved, for example, they've been pushing their releases uh, much too much later this year than what the original intended date was. But then there are other bands like uh, Trivium, you know, um, Black, Black Dahlia Murder. They have actually stuck to the schedule. Has that crossed your mind to, has that crossed your mind? Like, should we stick to the schedule? Should we move it? Is that something that's up to you or is that up to short term? Like, how does that work out? I think it was kind of a mutual understanding of, um, I mean, I understand when, um, I understand that there's bands that are pushing things back and, and trying to, um, you know, kind of, kind of salvage album releases because they're, you know, they're worried about it not performing as well as it would maybe the numbers aren't as good as they would be if they were um you know in a non-pandemic situation yeah but just i think it was kind of a mutual understanding between us and sharp tone that that just wasn't really uh applicable to our situation it's kind of a, a thing where the record has been uh, the final tracking was done last summer like we we finished the vocals in july sent it out for mixing mastering like we um 
it, it's been done for a while. We were telling kids on tour that, you know, we had an album that was done. We were getting final mixes and masters back, you know, last year. And, yeah. um, you know, like then we start kind of like trickling songs out. Like we released second skin, we released poverty of self, um, you know, to go along with like tours that we were doing. And this whole pandemic thing was nowhere in the, n- nowhere really in the, in the radar of becoming what it is now. And, um, you know, like we start having shows get canceled. We start hearing that like tours are getting shut down. Bands are getting, you know, just, you know, everything is just going on lockdown. Yeah. And um, it was sort of this uh, kind of thing where we were, we were already just like, well, we're already like so far along. Like we, we had two singles out already that were, you know, trying to get the excitement going for the record. The momentum was already there. I had kids that are asking us on the, the current tour here in, in uh, February about the album I told them about last summer, you know? Yeah. Like fans knew about it already. The promotion was already there. Everything was already lined up. And um, just knowing everything that like a really close fans would know if we pushed the record back anymore, I think it would have been, um, I think it would have been like kind of detrimental to our momentum. So and, and we would lose, I think we would lose credibility in like a lot of our core fans too, that like already know the record is there. It was already kind of a situation where it was pushed back to the summer um, to make it line up better with some other stuff. And um, yeah, it, it was kind of just this like, well, this is our situation. We're not pushing it back anymore. We, you know, just full send it and keep rolling. Because the other thing too, is there were bands that were also like, continuing to release music and we saw that they were doing great so yeah um we, we didn't want to let it, we didn't want to let it stop us yeah I, I you know i think it's a very that's a great answer you know um it's challenging and i can't imagine as an artist you know uh, having to stick to a deadline and with everything changing in the world do you do you change your plans as a professional you know that's uh, you know that's where the that's where the challenge lies now you talked about going live streaming um I think you guys did a Q&A the other day, correct? Uh, I, I think it was two days ago or something like mm-hmm. that on Instagram. How, was, how did that go? Yeah. So we, so we did that last night, and that was something. Okay, okay. It's um, kind of a new platform that um, SoundRank, like a, for people who don't know, SoundRank is like a VIP company. If you've ever bought like a, like a meet and greet package for like a, um, you know, one of your favorite bands, it's, it's very likely that you saw the sound rink logo. You see band guys wearing it all the time. They're a, um, yeah, they're just like a, like a, they facilitate VIP experiences for, uh, concert goers and for the, um, like the bands as well. And they, they kind of guide that whole process and they're starting a new venture called sound rink live where they take bands and they have them, you know, all five of them on kind of like a zoom call sort of thing. Okay where uh it streams on multiple platforms all at one time and uh i think it's super cool they we did it yesterday but they also have like dance and dance on there they had enterprise earth on there and i think they have a few more bands lined up but we did that yesterday and it was um pretty sure no no you're right it was it was the it was the day before yesterday but um i thought it went super well and um i i think that live streaming is probably like 
like aside from podcasts, it's probably the best way to get in there and connect with people because they can literally ask you a question. You're right there alive in, in real time and um, not even ask you a question. They can just kind of hang out with you yeah. and, and kind of get a vibe of, of who you are as a, a person and you're kind of, um, y- you know, they, they get to know more about you than they, they would otherwise. So I think it's, I think it's great and we would love to do more stuff like that. So let me follow up with that. Uh, do you think, as an artist, the quarantine-induced live streaming surge is going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Because like yourself, you were online, you know, you did the live Q&A a couple days ago. You've also seen bands like Code Orange do the whole live gig with nobody in the venue. And, you know, a lot of fans had, ac- had yeah. uh, access to that. I thought that was a very unique way to go about it. And I, I think there's still, there are other bands who are actually jumping on that same boat what's your opinion about that like the future wise you know i think that there can be like a really cool future in that i don't see it becoming a um like a permanent new main way that people consume live music i see it being a supplement and i see it being kind of a um another option maybe maybe it only maybe it stops here who knows but i think that there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do with it and it's going to raise the bar like code orange raised the bar and they set a fantastic kind of template for bands to do um a similar thing because i watched that live stream and you know they had like they had their whole backdrop like it was like a, a bunch yeah of, the like, entire presentation all these like yeah creepy doomy images and yeah it was such a cool presentation and there was times where it would kind of fade onto the screen and you didn't see them playing you just saw what was going on in the background i think that you can there's there's an opportunity to have like a um really cool like audio and visual experience with that while also being able to maybe um, take a step back too in between the songs and, and try to interact with the people that are, that are watching, you know, I right. think that there's a lot of, there, there's almost infinite potential if you have the infrastructure to do it. And uh, I, I hope that it becomes like a more widely accessible thing. Like we're trying to figure out a way to do it too. I think everyone's trying to kind of find the right way to make something like that happen, but you know, time will tell. Yeah. I have bands who are saying, well, yeah, we can still do the live streaming surge maybe in the future, but it's it's not the same. Like, it's different if I see Currents right in front of me as opposed to watching you guys, you know, do like a live concert, you know, uh, streaming-wise. It, it, you just don't get that energy, like, if you were to mm-hmm. sit in front of a computer as opposed to being in front of the stage. But, you know, it's different. Like, let's say you do a show here, but then you sell a ticket. You sell a ticket virtually to somebody overseas who maybe doesn't have access to seeing you like doing a festival here or maybe mm-hmm. a festival in Europe or something like that. Um, I don't know, you know, it's, uh, I, I, maybe it's a hit or miss situation, but uh, I think it's only, uh, I think it's only, you know, trial by error right now. Like, like see, see what happens going forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, see what happens. Yeah. So, about the way it ends, um, I cannot wait for this release. You know, this is your second uh, full-length album, uh, Currents. Now, I wanted to talk about what was so. So this this is your uh, second uh, uh, your second work of art that you did with Ryan, Ryan Latrue, right? Because you worked on the previous EP, I Let the Devil In. Yep. Yeah. So is that something you're going to stick with? Mm-hmm. You know, you uh, sticking with the Ryan maybe going forward in the future. How did that How did that go? Like you found your producer, and 
you did another record with them. How do you feel going forward? I, we're going to do whatever like feels the best for the band. I, I feel like writing new music and going into the next album process is kind of far out of our minds right now with everything going on and, and you know, hitting this momentum with, um, you know, the, the record now, but Ryan is like just one of the, the best and most creative people that I can think of. And I would love to have him involved with us in the future. It's kind yeah. of a, a situation where, so we started with Ryan Drew. He was actually a suggestion from Sean, who's the, uh, the, who owns and operates Sharp Tone Records. And um, I guess they, they had had a history before because Ryan would like work with Sean when he was doing four today stuff. Yeah. And he recommended Ryan to us. And it was kind of just like this perfect fit where he was this, you know, he's a guy who has literally like done it all. He's seen it all. He has been through um, just the most ridiculous stuff you can think of. Like any worst case scenario, this person has had to kind of like live through it and like persevere through it. And so he's just such a, and he's extremely intelligent too. He was, he was like the guy for, for, for today, you know? And um, he was like, He's just super like influential and um, like full of advice and, and knowledge and just like really valuable information. Um, we actually saw him right. It was the last day of that silent planet tour. We, we went home like right after, but uh, we got to like hang and catch up with him a little bit, but yeah, he's, he's incredible. And uh, I think he brought something to our kind of creative process that we, we really needed. We needed somebody that could go in and really criticize everything and, and just yeah. look at it with a fine tooth comb and just punish it. And um, that was exactly what, what went down, you know? Hey man, criticism is uh, I, I welcome it with open arms. You know, it's not like the easiest thing you can admit to, but uh, I think we all need it at some point in our lives. Now I wanted yeah. to talk about those singles, man. So you guys released, so here's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know if you've seen like reaction videos to the, uh, the music you put out. I, so I've been watching them. It's, it's, it's great. I love it. Cause it was my same reaction. When you released poverty of self, I heard the same common denominator with all these reactions. This is currents, but this isn't currents because it was just a darker, heavier side that I, that I heard. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that side from you guys. What came to picking those singles in order? Because it went from Poverty to Self, and I think from to Second Skin, and then a Flag to Wave. I know the last two yep. came came after. So why pick those as singles? Uh, who came up with that decision? Because you guys, you, of course, you blew me away. You know, that's for one example with with that first single. How did that come about? It's kind of um, so Poverty of Self is really the only song like it on the record. Um, I, I feel like every song is very unique, and I wouldn't really compare. I wouldn't really compare any of them to each other because they all have such different elements going on yeah. but poverty of self is like the clear outlier um on the on the heavy side and it's kind of a um it, it's kind of like the the limiter of, of how how far it it goes on that tip you know like it's got insane blast beats crazy lows not a single singing note in the whole song. And um, I, we thought that, um, you know, it's funny. We have our friends in Fit for a King, right? And, yeah, great band. Uh, we do this. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. We did a, a tour with them where they played this song, Shattered Glass. 
and it was um, okay. not a single on their record, but it was the first song that they chose to introduce to the world for their new album, uh, Dark Skies. If And um, yeah, so they were playing Shattered Glass on this tour and it just went so ridiculously hard and it was just exactly what um, you wanted in like a live song. It had all the kind of momentum, it had the lead ups, it had everything um, there. And it just worked so well live. And I just thought that that was like the smartest thing ever. Cause it's like, you know, even if it is not your most dynamic song, even if it's not your most um, like, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't have the craziest chorus in the world. Um, like there's something to kind of having a song that goes really hard live and yeah. putting that out. Like we were, we were on a tour with August Burns Red in Europe. Another great and band. The idea was we oh man, the the best. <laughs> and um so it was like we wanted to go in and have like a a much more kind of metal song to um go in on that tour with because we just wanted to kind of you know set like fit the bill, you know. And we thought that releasing poverty of self, it's a newer song it's a new song off the record. Um no one's going to know it, but it, it'll go hard live. Like we know it'll have a good reaction. People will be excited. It has a lot of opportunities for crowd interaction and you don't have to know any of the words. And then you have the end of the song, which is just this, um, My how goodness. low it, can we go sort of so, thing. So man, you're talking about doing mosh pits in your bedroom. That's, that's definitely a, uh, the part of the song that could make me want to do that. That was absolutely yeah. brutal. Chris sent the instrumental for that. And I was just like, dude (laughs) that is that is like it disgusting and um i i just thought it's like oh great i can just go in there and and do my my thing i i used to do lows that was how i started as a vocalist i i was always into like deathcore and and before i could figure out anything else i could figure out how to just get like lower pitched sounds and then everything else kind of came after once i understood the mechanics a little more but um you know, I, I always love getting to go in there and, and do loves is my favorite thing. And it's it's hard to make them shine too, especially with currents. We've never really had the opportunity and we finally got the chance. So it's nice. I like okay. that song a lot. I that's my favorite song so far that you guys have ever released. You know, of course I have a few other favorites, but of course that's the fan in me. I'm gonna, you know, just get that out of the way because the way you uh I don't I don't know how you did, the way you got to your lows, man, you have your endorser right here. So if you do that in any time in the future <laughs> You know, I'm all for it. That's that's great. Now you talked about Chris. Now uh, he's also in Shadow of, of of Intent. Does him being one of the main songwriters with you guys and with Shadow of Intent does that bring a different element? Does that allow Kermit's to expand uh, more? You know, beyond where you guys are at right now. Having having someone I, like Chris, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I think it changes the the trajectory of the band a little bit because he has Shadow of Intent. Yeah. There, there are certain things that he'll do for Shadow of Intent that um, he'll steer clear of in Currents because he doesn't want them to be like the same thing. And then it's vice versa, you know, like because Shadow of Intent has like clean singing. They have choruses. They have really melodic um, elements to the band aside from like all the like, you know, all the symphonic stuff. And so I think it, it kind of pushes him to, to spread them even farther apart, you know, like as much as I like 
the heavy aspects of currents and I love heavy music and I would love to have like a really heavy version of currents. You also don't want to hear like currents of intent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't want to have that like comparison where there's just like a bleed of the two bands, which I, I really wouldn't mind because I love Shadow of Intent and I love having like, yeah you know, I love heavy music. And um, I think it just, it, it further kind of, um, not limits things, but but sets kind of like a guideline for where things are going to go. Like, it's going to be a different kind of heavy. It's going to be a different kind of melodic than than what he would bring in his other project. Yeah, so uh, the field of these bands that we we have mentioned, you know, uh, you know, metalcore, but you could just put a bunch of other names in there. There's so many bands, you know, and you've seen it. It saturates the field. What do you believe, you know, you, be straightforward. What do you believe that makes Current stand out from all this, all these bands who are just like coming out at the same time? And you guys are coming out on the scene and like with, you know, with Guns Blazing, with with all of your releases you have, you know, and the new one that's coming out, I believe it's going to, I believe it's going to be one of the hits of the year. You know, August Burns is Red already, you know, released one this year. Why not follow it up with one of yours? It'd be just an amazing duo, but. You know, just the term metalcore, you know, like just that entire world of just metal. Like, I just wanted to hear from your end, like, what makes you guys stand up? I think it's that Chris doesn't write the way anyone else does. And um, he's always trying to push himself to be more and more dynamic every time. Um, he doesn't approach guitar like other people. He doesn't, like, there's there's nobody like him. And I think that there's, there's nobody that can really mimic what he does. Maybe they can, um, may, maybe they can, but by the time somebody copies something he does, he's already on to the next thing anyway. So it doesn't matter. Um, so I, I think having him is just um, that, that helps us stand out. And the other thing is that uh, we punish our lyrics. Like we make sure that the lyrics are always as good as they can be. Um, we want to have every song have like a super co like a really cohesive meaning. Every song has to have its own identity. Everything has to, every line has to kind of build into that identity. And, um, you know, it's, it's an ongoing process, but for me personally, like lyrics have always been, if I'm going to bring something to the band that I, you know, like that's what it is. You know, 2000, so. yeah, uh, so 2011 when Currents formed, you know, since then the band has gone through lineup changes and releasing singles and EPs, you know, does it feel like you guys have maybe found your stride now? Now that you have found a producer, now that you have someone like Chris who can actually give you a different element to even take advantage of and, you know, blow fans like me away, you know, it's, it, how, does, how does it feel? Like, does it feel like you guys found your you know, you were just talking about it. You found your sound, found your identity, as so you were speaking of. Maybe. I feel like everything is, is so kind of subject to, to growth and, and change, you know. Who's to say where we're going to be a year from now, two years from now, the kind of stuff that we're going to want to play, like the way that we're going to approach songwriting and lyric writing. Like, what am I going to want to sing about like a year and a half from now, two years from now? you know, that I'm yeah. going to be able to look back on and still enjoy and not kind of like, it's, it's hard to say. Cause I feel like we've set the groundwork 
in in a way right and um we're just gonna have to see where it goes from here i think we're always we're still always like exploring new elements and trying to incorporate things like i think for i guess a good a good way to put it is we will introduce something on one record and then on the next record we will have um maybe we've mastered that thing or we've we've hit the hail, the nail on the head better with that one thing but now we've added another thing too yeah. and so by the next release that will be much more um put together as well as this other thing that we've been doing the whole time but now maybe there's something else in here too and so i think it's always going to be a process of adding one thing after um nailing one thing and then adding one thing and nailing the the thing bef- before it so Does it, yeah. we always want to add new things and expand chris says uh expand the dynamic range and i think that's always going to be kind expanded of a dynamic range let's let's quote him on that you know that the sound you does it help touring with bands like august burns red north lane miss may i as i lay dying like the list goes on for you guys you know like having having those like having to tour with those bands does it give you guys kind of an idea okay this is where we want to go we've toured with all these all these bands that are giving us an idea and i know that touring with those bands because they're up you know they've been around for for a little bit longer mm-hmm. you've seen all these new fans that you guys are bringing in year in and year out and then you know with this new release coming up i'm, I'm sure this can, the fan base is only going to get bigger you know it's uh, i know it's a very open-ended question but does it help touring with those bands or does it matter so, you know wouldn't even matter for a band like currents to tour with someone like august burns red I think it matters for sure because we get to meet those people and we get to kind of see the people behind our favorite bands. You know, yeah. these are all trailblazers. You talk about Miss May I, August Burns Red, As I Lay Dying, um, We Came as Romans, like all these guys, right? They're yeah. all like, um, they're all, I, I listened to all those bands growing up, you know, I'm in high school listening to like, you know, As I Lay Dying songs on the bus and August Burns Red songs and everything. I'm yeah. looking up vocal covers of composure and trying to learn how to scream. You know what I mean? Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> they're really formative bands for us. And it's freaking weird to like tour with them. But you also kind of get to see a little bit of how they are and you get to learn a little bit about them. And, um, you know, you see them in a new light now. But the thing about all those bands is that they're all very consistent. Like they, they've put out, consistent music with a very clear defined sound for their the entirety of their careers but then you have another band like architects right where i really don't think like i like uh like hollow crown architects um i like like old architects but i don't think they really found their stride until lost forever lost together that was when things kind of were just okay all of them all of the elements are here this is the structure. This is the sound. This is, this is it. Like we've, this is the stride. And that was when people, it really started to resonate with yeah. people and they were just, cause I feel like they, they were, they were in the scene for years, you know, yeah, I, saw I, them I, think, I think, Tour, I, like, I think they have set seven, seven or eight albums, something like that. Probably even more than that, actually. Right. And it's funny that in like more recent years, you know, it's, it's, um, it's when people really caught on. It's like, wow, this band's been here the whole time. They're amazing, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah. 
not to say that they didn't have fans before those albums, but that was when things really started to like move for them. And it, it and it kind of just goes to show it's like, you know, um, there's no time limit. There's no rush. It's just you running your own race and you're doing it because you like it. And um, you're just always learning and trying to evolve. So, you know, who's to say when we're going to really feel like we found our stride, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a great answer. You know, it's, uh, but you know, it's, I think it's really unique the way you guys are entering the scene because you have all these, you know, trailblazers who are, you guys are touring with. I think, I think it's great that it's benefiting someone like you guys and you guys have all the talent in the world to, <laughs> to go as far as possible, maybe even beyond the trailblazers we speak of. So ironic, you talked about composure. That's the first August Burns Red I ever, uh, song I ever heard. And, uh, Oh yeah, and, you know it's, it's a banger, dude. It's a uh, it, it takes me back. It takes me back. So, have your aspirations as a person or even an artist have they evolved since you first started, just in this industry or just in music in general? To where you are now, do you see things differently? Oh, I see things so so differently. It's it's kind of insane because, um, you, your perception of of how this world kind of works always changes. And the way that you approach it always changes. You know, when you're a local band, when you think that like one particular thing is much more than it is, and you don't really see things the way that they really are, because why would you? It's not clear. It's not um, a transparent thing. It is. And when people say like, you know, music is a business, it is but you also have to try as hard as you possibly can to have that aspect, not dominate everything and to be able to shut it off and just be a band guy. You know what I mean? Instead of somebody who's like, you know, running a business. And there are people Um, who run the business who it's only about the business, you know, and nothing else in between. I think think that kind of just, uh, I don't know, that kind of makes things stale in a way. And I, I think there's a passion. I think people need to have a passion in this industry to do what they want to do. Yeah. When it gets cold, it's not fun anymore. And yeah. um, like, it's, it's funny because like you, when you're, yeah, you, you, when you're younger, you like kind of resent the entire business aspect because you're like, well, it comes down and like, you know, like it, it comes down to like the silliest stuff in, in your mind, but it all, it's all stuff that matters. And when you kind of meet the people behind the scenes and you see what they're looking for and what they need, um, a, lo- a lot of the, uh, the numbers that you're talking about are like just kind of guidelines. I remember, you know, at one time I thought it was like, oh, first week sales are like everything. You need good first week sales and that's how you get the good tours we had our first record with sharp tone and we finished it and we, we went to put it out and they straight up, they went up, they went to us and they're like, listen, we don't care. We don't care about your first week's numbers. We know this record is good. We're going to push you guys like, you know, just as much as like how, like how, you know, like whatever you sell in this first two weeks, try not to sweat it. We're, you're getting, you're going to get the push either way, you know? And, um, I mean, there's also it, streaming, you know, streaming is, I think it's, a, it's also a big deal. Yeah. That was, that was another thing too, where it's like, you know, they, they were already kind of ahead of the game in that way where they're like, what we really are looking at is like your streaming numbers and those, those are doing great. So, you know, people are interested, people are, they, 
they know about the band and they like the band and the interest is growing. So, you know, don't, don't worry about like a number that you get from like physical copies, you know, that we were, we were kind of around the time where that was really like just long dead. Bro, I still buy records. <laughs> so, so I think I actually did pre-order, pre-order the way it ends. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I always make sure I have actual physical copy because there's a lot of work that goes behind like getting like the orders and the shipments and even the artwork yeah. in general. That's just a, I just think that's really important. You know, I started a record label back in 2011 with two of my brothers and I learned, you know, this, this stuff is important. You know, we, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think it just goes a long way if people take the time to actually go out and buy records. Yeah. Like you said, streaming is important. Of course, streaming is important, but I think that's getting the actual album is just as important as well. If not more. Yeah. It's, it's still, it's still a real thing, you know, and it's still, it still is important. It's, it's not, it's not everything it's numbers wise. It's not everything for a band because there are, there's so many other factors, but um, it's a real industry. There's, you know, people that make a lot of the people that make a living on, you know, printing vinyl, printing CDs, um, getting all the artwork, just like everything. And, you know, it, it's, it's still a real industry that um, helps a lot of people. And it is, it's super important to, to, you know, pre-order records, buy records, um, keep that interest in physical copies going because it is, it, a lot of people make their livelihood on it and it's important to make sure that, uh, you know, those people stay, stay in the, in the picture. You know, Sharp Tone Records, I absolutely love how they're kind of just helping you guys out. I feel like they're making an example of how a label should help bands out in general. Do you feel that way? I see it. I see that as as, as a great benefit. You know, um, I mean, record labels are different here and there, you know, but Sharp Tone, I believe they've really at least helped you guys direct your path, you know, kind of opened so many doors for you and you guys are taking advantage of that. Yeah, they they have been... they've been super awesome to us uh pretty much every step of the way and um i feel like they're we're kind of an example of like improvement for sure because we were everything was there you know we were all there like making music music has always been like the important thing but it, it it does show how important it is to you know have that kind of backing and have that support and um you know, it's, it's a thing where they've always been like a resource for us. They've always been like, Sean has always been like pushing, um, he'll push for us to get on tours. He'll, he'll suggest, um, staff and, and crew and all that kind of stuff. They're, uh, they're very, like, he's very hands-on with his bands and, uh, he, he pretty much works, you know, with our management, our agent and everything to, to make sure that everything is moving in the right direction and we we pretty much see eye to eye on everything like i'll like i'll go a while without talking to sean and it'll be a lot of like back and forth like phone calls and conferences between him and our manager and then by the time i get to actually like talk to sean about something i'm like oh my god we see this the exact same way that's crazy you know just pick up where you guys left off right yeah pick up where we left off i'm like he's still extremely smart and reasonable and uh we just so happen to agree that's pretty sweet that's awesome. Uh, so I wanted to, so before we, I got just a couple more questions for you. So one important question that I, I wanted to get to, you guys have been touring a lot extensively. You know, what was your favorite part about touring? Now you kind of just get a 
you know, just a break from everything. Not that we asked for a break. We're all here anyway. But, you know, kind of take a step back and take a look at just your just your past, your touring. What was your favorite part about it? There's just so many things. You can do fans, food, everything else in between. Ooh, yeah, I I miss a lot of friends that, you know, we'll see in different parts of the country. I miss food for sure. We're a big food band. We're always trying to find different restaurants and food spots and all that. Um, I miss getting to tour with, you know, guess I, I, I get, I miss getting to like meet like-minded people and, and connect with like other touring bands and especially like people that um, are kind of in the same kind of realm as us in a similar place. And then people who have kind of gone above and beyond where we're at. And so we get to kind of um, like, we get to learn from like the older guys and then we get to kind of like, um, you know, be on the same level with like everybody and just be like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe this. Or did you know this? Or I like, you know, yeah, like you just getting to kind of like be with people that have the same interests as you and, um, you know, have like kind of the same vision for their future. They just want to like play music and travel and have fun. It's, um, you know, it, it's a bummer. Like, I, I just keep thinking of like our friends and like invent anime and like Ray Haven and silent planet. Oh yeah. They just for this new album too. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Invent. I love those guys. They, um, yeah, their, their new album is sweet. And, uh, it was just like, it was cool getting to like hang out with them. Cause they, they, um, they were kind of, they were laying low for like a long time and that was their first tour back in years. And so it was just fun to like hang out with them and they're kind of getting reacclimated to like the, uh, the music scene a little bit and we've yeah. kind of been like learning things but they they know they're they're a little more seasoned but are still kind of like trying to get back in into the swing of things and so it was like a, a nice pairing because we still got to like learn from them while also kind of getting to like you know mutually help each other out a little bit whenever we could you know it's a little weird isn't it knowing that yeah we're home but it, it's it's hard not to think that, man, it's just me, but everybody else is actually going through the same thing too. You know, it's the bands. We, we talked about a bunch of bands already in this interview. They're sitting at home just like us. It's hard to think that like, oh, yeah. it's like, like what, what do we do? Like it's, it's everything kind of just took a pause and I don't know. We just got to keep it going, bro. And you know, yeah. I, I'm glad you guys are sticking to the schedule, you know, and because some bands, like you've said, they're, it, it's benefited them. I think some of those bands we mentioned, they even ended up on like the Billboard Top 50 or something like that. And, you know, it's, there's so many charts that you guys can just take, take, a, take a hold of. Do you, see, do you see the Black Dahlia Murder had the number four album in, I, in the U.S.? I think, yeah, I think it was Black like, Dahlia Murder. I think Trivium was also on that list. Uh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I just love that. I love that. And then I think they were behind, like, I think who else was on that list? Uh, Billie Eilish was on that list and uh, just yeah. a few other pop artists. It was kind of weird to see, like, those, next Those to each lists other. are so strange, too, though, because <laughs> it'll be like, like, I, it always reminds me of, like, the iTunes, like, the metal charts, right? You'll be like, oh, my yeah. God, we're number four on the metal charts, but what's above you is, like, Metallica's The Black Album. Like, <laughs> okay, sounds good. Or, like... Um, That's good enough for us. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, you know, it's the ones that are like in the top echelon, maybe it's an album that came out like 20 years ago or something. Like, of course they're going to have more sales. People are just buying it every whatever, like minute, you know, but it, it's like, 
those charts are so funny in a way where I feel like they're they're accurate, but then they're also like a little a little odd. So I feel I, like I just thought that was so funny though. I almost feel like like after all this is over, they're gonna have like a quarantine list of like bands who released albums during this time, and like just a list of like all these bands who who you know succeeded. And you know, just release these amount of albums. I I don't know. I feel like something like these, that is gonna like these this crazy people. <laughs> a, li- a list of crazy people. What are they thinking? Releasing music? Yeah, while we're, at we're gonna home. be we're gonna be looked down on in like two years, and it's gonna be like you know all, all the guys that push their albums back. They're gonna be like, haha, jokes on you guys. You know, man. Let's hope this is over. Right. Oh, you know, and- yeah. <laughs> So before we finish up, I want to ask, this is a, this is a really important question for me because I get so many different answers. I actually have one constant answer and I'll tell you after you, you answer this. If it was up to you, and technically it is up to you, your favorite artist that you haven't collaborated with already, who would you want to collaborate with? I don't know. doesn't have to be metal. Doesn't doesn't have to be metal, by the way. We're so in our own world that like, we, we don't like having other people <laughs> on our <laughs> songs i it would be like like it'd be cool to get like a like a female voice on like a song in the future even if yeah. it's not like a, a billy eilish or something um someone in that vein i, I like Just charlotte go, lawrence a lot She's okay really cool go and, go and plug that shout out in man chelsea wolf you know oh uh, she's actually one of my favorite artists great voice yeah uh, nuts Man, that'd be interesting. Wow. Chelsea Wolf and, yeah. and and Brian on like a current record or something like that. Some or just, um or the vocalist of Spirit Box. That'd be really cool. Spirit Box. I'll have to type this one in. Yeah, dude. Spirit okay. Box is sick. I will look into you that. Will, you will not be disappointed. And uh, if you weren't a musician, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Oh man, I was gonna join the Marines after high school. That would have been. Oh man. That would have been horrible, probably. I don't know if I would have enjoyed that. You know, I was really close to joining the Air Force. I ended up going to film school instead. But still, I'm still glad with that decision. It was either the Air Force or the, yeah. uh, or the film school. But then, you know, they got back to me first. But it's crazy, like, how that ends up, too. I have some kind of writing degree. I'd be, like, working at Whole Foods, working on, like, uh, you know, some kind of college degree in, like, uh, the arts or writing or something silly like that, you know. That's not, not to, silly not, at all. Not, not to, silly not, at all. <laughs> to uh, not to, not to downer on it. I, I have, I'm thinking about going back to school. I just don't know what to, what I would do. Yeah. But I feel like it would have something to do with, with writing and I don't know. No, that's good. Hey man, I'm in school. I went back to school. So I'm, I'm getting my degree in PR. So, and I'm doing this podcasting thing. I absolutely nice. love talking to artists like you and a few others, you know? And it's, yeah. you know, I didn't think maybe a few years ago I'd be doing this. And now here I am getting close to my PR degree. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not the worst thing. I know it's hard, bro. You know, like getting back into the swing of, oh, I got to go to school. Oh, man, is that a backpack? Like you, you see like things that yeah. you're, you're so, <laughs> you, you, you grew up with. And now it's like you have to, I don't want you to feel like it's like a burden because you do feel a whole different energy. You feel a whole different purpose now. And yeah. And if you tell professors that, I'm just telling you right now, they love it. It helps you in the long run. And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna love you more than like their I don't know, their 18, 19 year old person in the class, whatever it is. Not to brag on those guys. They'll be able to relate to you you better. 
you know yeah yeah definitely be like hey this person's like out there kind of doing something you know and they're, they're trying to better themselves and they have a more clear path of what they want the thing is i would have i would have absolutely no problem going to school if i had a clear kind of direction of what i wanted to do like i i would kind of want to know what what i was there for you know of course and that's that's why i went back because i knew what i wanted to do you just go at your own pace exactly dude you're Dude, you're with you were with one of the upcoming metal bands. I think just go at your own pace, and I think the sky's the limit for currents and for you as an artist. So, um, I well, you know, not nothing but well wishes for you going forward. It's you you got your biggest supporter right here. So, and I you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be good things going forward. Now, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. So, like we talked before the interview, I am going to I picked out a few songs. Um, let's see how well you know currents. <laughs> Brian oh, from Currents. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go in random order. So I'm just going to call it a lyric. You just tell me what song it's from, okay? I'm nervous. Let's do All right. it. All right. It's it's weird because I get artists who who say they know everything. And they I think I have I've had yeah. You'll pull got, out some who weirdo got, who got, who got, like, nothing wrong. Uh, I remember I interviewed I interviewed Trivium and Corey was like, no, I don't think I'll get any of these songs. He got every single song. <laughs> I, I yeah I feel like I'm gonna be like ah oh, crush it and then I'm gonna be like oh what song is that? <laughs> All right here we go. There's nothing there to hold me back. I'm not defined by the things I lack. My I guys. Oh wow, see you got this, man. <laughs> Look at you. All right, that's, that's recent. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see here. Okay, this one's good. I actually really like this one. It doesn't get enough recognition. I creep in the depths, never to be seen. You will become who you were meant to be. I am the Annalise. nightmare. Yeah, man, I threw it way back. That's good, man. You got that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had to learn that one. This next one is actually my favorite off of this record. Indifferent, I guess. I just bear the mark on my chest. When I'm thrown away, I'll have somewhere new to be. That's the rope. We play yep. that live, too. Sounds great live. You guys are one of the bands that actually, it sounds exactly like it is in the studio. That's good. It's a very good thing. What is my purpose? What do you want of me? Show me a sign. Show me a way. Show me who I'm meant to be. Is that Solace? Yeah. Good one. That's, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That's Dude, off of, I haven't yeah. heard Solace in freaking, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's from the I didn't vic- even, I didn't even, victimized um, DP. Dude, you, that's so old that we, I, we've never played it. I never played it live with the band. Like, Interesting. Now I'm making yeah. you think like trying to like, re, yeah. like recalibrate like, show, the set list. Show me the way. I knew show me the way. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's solace. Yeah. That's from that uh, 2013, I believe was when it came out. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. I think I'm giving this one away. I hope you scream when you hear my name. There's no place on this earth that you can escape. I hope you're lost that you never find peace. That is Night Terrors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boom, I'm boom. with the devil in. Okay. Got a few more. <laughs> okay. I see the lies embedded in sin, cast down from the sky into a hell within foreign tongues. Heathen. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you would get this. This is like... <laughs> every day is the same every day is the same dark feeling time's fleeting anger's leaving me it's getting harder to relate and release with a yep 
you know, I was thinking of maybe getting some of the new songs, but that'd be too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, huh? What? It's like I would have put myself at a loss. Like you would get all those. Um, <laughs> I'm surrounding my mind with these thoughts of you. It isn't everything that I see. These thoughts of you is everything that I see. It's either uh, it's it's either Rose euphoria maybe my promise kept my promise kept yeah 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 my promise kept that's another one i didn't get to play with the band live but i I like the end of that song uh what came before was there anything else before the victimized dp there was this song called um there was annalise before victimized and there was a song called king of catastrophe and it was it was like a demo that they recorded i don't remember who they recorded it with i don't know any of the lyrics um i just know the name of the song but if you look up i I wonder if it was still under current so maybe it was we came with plague but if you look up currents can't catastrophe it might come up on youtube like it it might but i don't know if it will you're gonna have all these people searching out there hear this podcast. Like, what? Yeah, that would be. You know, you know how old that is. That's like when Facebook had the embedded music player. You know, like you would go onto Facebook I, and it I know, like I know. Music. I remember MySpace. I remember MySpace had one. Yeah, you MySpace could, definitely you could, had. One. You could just do that one. Remember, that? you could just do that one song on the side. Yeah, you could have like one song, and um, yeah, Facebook had one, but it was like the super janky freaking like thing you know you could have like i think you could have more than one but usually people it was like a local band they'd have like a single on there man know? this is this that is way catastrophe back. you're talking way back this is oh this, yeah this is, before, this is easily like, like 2000 like they said the band started in 2011 i feel like that might have been like 2010 2011 maybe probably even before that actually like before they before they were willing to admit that the band was like doing anything king of catastrophe okay i'm putting that down too I think I think I could be wrong, but I think the the line "Show me the way" is in that song too. It's like "Show me okay. the way." But. All right. It, uh, this is the last one. It is all I see between you and me. It takes me away and sweeps me off my feet. Is that um Euphoria? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Euphoria. Off of uh, Life Lost. Boom. Yeah. That's crazy. awesome, man. This was great. You got you got all of. Did you get all of them? Yeah, you got all of them. I got I got all of them. I, I, I guessed two wrong on one, but then I got it. So I was like, I'd say like 90, 98. You maybe have got just a little bit of help on one of them. Yeah. But... <laughs> so before we finish up, Brian, anything else you want to promote? Uh, just any shout outs just before we finish this up? Yeah. Um, shout out to my guys. I miss all of you. Um, the way it ends is out June 5th through Sharp Tone Records. You can pre-order the record on currentsofficial.com. You can also get um, pre-order packages on Sharp Tone Records merch store. You, If you're uh, from like the EU or UK, you can get it from Empiricon. Um, if you like the band a lot, you can go to currentsofficial.com and you can sign up for our newsletter every Friday. It's Friday, isn't it? We're supposed it to is Friday. So we got we to gotta put the newsletter out, but... Um, yeah, every Friday we put out a Currents newsletter now, so you can sign up for that at currentsofficial.com. Go down to the bottom of the page and put your email in, and uh, you'll get a weekly update on the band. 
And everyone that's listening right now, don't forget you can listen to this podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, every major podcast app out there. This is Brian from Currents. And don't forget to pick up the way it ends out on June 5th, Sharp Turn Records. Support these guys. They will be on the road ASAP and you will not want to miss it. Brian, thanks again, brother. Hopefully we can do this again in person. Hey, yeah, absolutely, man. I hope we do. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.